Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And we're your hosts. And uh, tonight, you guys, we got another epic guest coming your way. We got Richie Lockery from Missouri, the Moyak Kayak Series down south, a.k.a. Missouri Swimbait Slinger, right? Yeah. Yep. Got it right. And uh, we're going to talk to him about the Moyak Series uh, fishing down in Missouri out of a kayak and uh, throwing some big heavy swim baits. So, Richie, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, you know the drill. We always ask everybody uh, how they got into kayak fishing and uh, all that good stuff and uh, what boat they're fishing out of. So, uh, why don't you start us off with that? Uh, what I, I started in California, actually. Uh, just to get off the bank 
Uh, I fished Diamond Valley Lake out there near uh, Temecula, uh, okay. south of Riverside. And uh, Californian or drinking water reservoirs, they're kind of strict on uh, what goes in the water, literally. And uh, so there was a few requirements for the kayak. It had to be a sit-in. It had to be over 10 foot. It couldn't be a inflatable. So I went to uh, – Dick Sporting Goods found a, a trophy 126, and uh, I fished out of that sit in for quite a few years. Uh, I moved back to Missouri. I, I did that in 2009. I bought I bought that kayak, and I moved back to Missouri late 2010. And uh, we didn't have uh, a kayak fishing scene here. Uh, I don't even remember seeing anyone else fishing at kayaks early on. Uh, maybe 2013, uh, I seen a guy, but, uh, and I fished my, my first pseudo kayak tournament in September of 2003. Uh, it was a uh, bass crazy 365 power versus paddle. And I tied for 13th out of like 275 entries. Uh, and it was June 2014. Uh, local guy, Eric Hansen, he was just getting a kayak shop going in, in, off of Indian Point near Branson. And he held a little charity tournament on Table Rock. And we, I met him, uh, Jim Harding. Uh, I can't remember if Curtis Adams was there or not. He's kind of a background figure now. He He's kind of focused on family, so I haven't seen him quite as often. But uh, So we had the charity tournament uh, and had fun with that. Then me, Eric, and two of his buddies that I got introduced to, uh, we went and fished Marty Hughes' tournament on Pony Creek Lake near Council Bluffs. Okay. We had we had such a ball at that going to that tournament, coming home from that tournament. I mean the whole your buddy fell asleep in the truck and here's a semi coming at you in the oncoming lane and screw y'all screaming scare the hell out of them away. <clears throat> I mean we I and then just uh Heath Hudson, he was one of the guys with us. His old military stories. I, I, I think I had a, a two or three day belly ache after laughing yeah. so much. <laughs> um, and we wanted to bring that excitement and fun back to Southern Missouri. So uh, that was early October 2014, and yeah. so we put in plan trying to get rules together uh, uh tournament rules and then guidelines for a club and to december 22nd 2014 we had our first sit down and established seven board members and created uh what was the show me kayak fishing association and then the tournaments uh we did first call Moyak fishing series uh we created the the show me (laughs) fishing is kind of an umbrella 
uh, deal. Like the, we were going to try and bring in a river series and a North series and whatnot. Uh, in the long run, it was just better for us to focus on the one. Uh, we tried the North series in 2016. Uh, the interest wasn't there. The attendance wasn't there. And shoot, just doing the one turn, the trying to do the two tournaments just spread us thin. So, uh, we just stayed in our little southwest half. Sure. Third. Well, that's where all the good water's at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get we get hit up all the time, uh, guys up north and out east on the on the Illinois and and Kentucky and and Tennessee on that side. Sure. Of the line and hey, when you guys coming east or north? And I'm like, well, we tried. <laughs> Going north and it didn't work out. East, pick a lake. We may consider it for next year. Sure. Uh, and that, I mean, that's the case now. Uh, and we have fished uh, smaller bodies of water. I mean, we we regularly hit up like the Ozarks, Bomb to Terre, Table Rock, uh, Bull Shoal, Stockton Lake, uh, other lakes that have had BFLs and Bassmaster Elite tournaments on. Uh, 2016, we went to a little uh, lake called Bushwhacker. It's a conservation area uh, about an hour north, I believe, of Joplin. Okay. And that was that was fun. It's shallow, weedy, woody lake. Uh, I think I caught 30 fish on a swim jig before 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Uh, I had a blast at that little lake. Uh, but our, our numbers have grown, and uh, we'd, we'd really crowd that lake real quick now. Oh, I bet. I think we had 20 or so at that tournament. And uh, so so in 2015, uh, we kicked the series off and uh, start, uh, starts, I wouldn't say started small. I mean, we we came out of the gate with Bass Pro Shops as a, as a title sponsor. And I mean, we were getting prizes and whatnot, uh, kayaks, GoPros, backpacks, uh, camp chairs, all kinds of stuff to give away, and on top of other uh, lure sponsors and uh, like Yak Gear, Yak Attack, and and then the the kayak shop. I mean, whatever was in the kayak shop, they would put it towards the uh, tournaments. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, I, it, my my kayak fishing carried on into tournament full, almost full blown tournament fishing, and. Uh, I had fished the first three Moyak seasons of an Emotion Stealth 11, uh, which I don't know if Jay got to see it at the national championship. That was the last tournament I fished out of it uh, before going to the Feel Free Lure 13.5 uh, full-time. Um, I played around with an 11.5 in uh, 2016 without a rudder. Um, it was... It was okay. Stability, I love that uh, stability of those boats, but that little that eleven five for whatever reason doesn't track as well when you stop paddling. Yeah, <laughs> as a rudder kit is almost a must on that one. Uh, yeah, you asked. You used to have that boat, Jay, right? Yeah, I had a lure eleven five. Yeah, and I think the rudder was like the best thing I ever bought for it. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, it, it doesn't track well. I mean, I, I found that that rudder was real handy too, like in wind. 
because yeah. that that boat gets taken so quickly, especially with that wheel in the back. It's so yeah. easy to get spun around from the the currents and the wind. You know, and I uh, I fished a river tournament with a buddy uh, who had an eleven five with a rudder uh, this last summer, and I mean there was there was a hundred yard stretch where he stood and flipped the bank, and if that if that kayak started nosing towards the bank, he would just tap that toe control, get that rudder facing and pull that nose away from the bank. And then if he got a little too far, he tapped the opposite side. And, and I mean, he, he didn't touch the paddle for like 150 yards nice. and just stood and just hitting that, those toe controls on that rudder. So that kind of made me, made me a little jealous not having a rudder uh, set up on that 13.5 yet. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Uh, I run that thirteen five. Uh, I've got a Lawrence hook two seven triple shot with nice. a custom loaded on it now. Uh, a dual. It's uh, similar to the Bernie's River Stick. A uh, little junction box with the eight yeah. inch rod through it and a little paracord for uh, retracting and deploy. You can almost call it a, a little manual micro power pole. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. dual, dual uh, poles on the, on the back. And then now uh, for the uh, 19 season, I'm going to run either a 56 quart or a 68 quart uh, Plano tote uh, for my tackle storage. I got one of those. I got one of those storage bins, or I got two of them actually, just for, you know transporting my stuff but i've i saw your setup and i was like yeah i was like man i need to figure out if that'll fit in the back of my bonafide but yeah picture was taken on a boat ramp so that's why and and the camera was that's why there's a little angle to that but uh, so i can what are you going to put in the front to counterbalance it i mean because the kayak's going to be like this right uh, actually, no, it still sits <laughs> even with 14, I think it's 14 of the, is it the 37 series boxes? And yeah. then the front, the front 10 inches, that's kind of my junk drawer. It's my soft plastics and whatever little extra stuff I carry with me. <coughs> I kind of blocked that off in the, the 68 quart tote, uh, just for that. Um, I do need to figure out, uh, a little uh, pole or something to keep the lid up. I've got a tether to keep it from flopping all the way over, but I need to keep put a spring, one of the lock springs or something in there to keep it up. Otherwise, I just I flip the lid up, put my head up under it, go about my fiddling with the tackle. Uh, but other than that, it worked out great. I got three rod holders uh, on each side on top of the two already flush mounts. Uh, so I could carry quite a few poles with me. I like it. I like it. I don't like to retie either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been contemplate, contemplating that, adding another three rod tubes to my black pack. That would be nine. Just do it. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that might be too much. Down, Papa. You know. it's, never, it's never too many. You can yeah. never... I mean, where are you going to put the ultralight? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> where are you going to put the maps box? 
Yeah, exactly. And we'll segue into this. What's an ultralight? Um, so one reason for a couple of the extra rod holders uh, is the swim bait stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're in any of the swim bait groups, uh, you'll see guys ask about rods. Uh, they and they see a weight rating on a rod. It'll it'll say one to six ounces, and they think they can throw that one to six ounces on that one rod. How many different rods are there for techniques with lure weights under an ounce? Too many. Yeah, too way, way too many. <laughs> yeah. So now they think now they think one rod's gonna cover five ounce weight range. Yeah. Uh, now I have a TFO uh, Magnum heavy swim bait rod that's in that weight range, uh, but it's it's got a happy median in the kind of three to four and a half ounce range. Six is kind of overloading it. I've thrown stuff that's an ounce uh comfortably it's got a pretty parabolic bend but what i'm getting at is i've broken down my swim bait setups where i've got a three quarter to three ounce the one to six a two to eight and then an eight to 14 ounce rated rods is the eight to 14 like a telephone pole or something yeah uh, it's pretty stiff. It's got it's actually the same blank as the two to eight, but it's double wrapped. Oh Jesus, dude! And uh, so you kind of lose the parabolic of the two to eight, and uh, it's about half the bend in the tip. And uh, Kevin uh, of uh, KGB Swim Baits, who specked out the 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 two to eight and the eight to fourteen. Uh, he has a 16-inch Savage Gear line-through trout. It weighs 24 ounces, and he's hooked it with that rod. It's like throwing a statue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, here, I whittled this out of wood. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is this? Is there stone in here? <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Dude, your shoulder's got to burn so bad. From slinging stuff that heavy. Oh, nope. Actually, no. Oh, oh, no, no. He's like, dude, now you see these guns? What the? <laughs> you... <laughs> With the proper casting technique and the right equipment, it don't hurt at the end of the day at all. So I'll, t- I'll say this. The one time I, 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 I did get my wrist in a bind, was after uh, 14 and a half hours in one day of casting a, uh, a, a specially modified uh, Chad Chad. It had a big old diving lip on it. It's a seven inch gizzard Chad. Uh, cranking that sucker in heavy current for probably eight hours uh, in the afternoon, it got to a point my wrist, I, I made a cast, went to cranking. And my uh, the hand I hold the rod with just locked up. I mean, I I had to tuck the rod in my armpit, wind it up, and then I just hung the lure and sat it on the deck. I was like, done. done. <laughs> I've been fishing since six thirty this morning. It's eight. It's almost nine o'clock now. I'm done. 
Jesus. <laughs> Man. Um, but so, yeah, there's, I, I've got four, there's, uh, well, almost three levels. Uh, I'm sorry, five levels of swim bait rods because I've got a smaller, uh, it's kind of a, it's like a three eighths to one ounce. And, uh, that's more, that's more of a chatter bait, kind of spinner bait, uh, larger square, square bill rod, but I'll throw four smaller profiled five inch baits on it. Right on. There's, there's five, I got five levels of swim bait going on. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm just starting to get into the big swim baits and it's just like, some of those men are just monstrous. I mean, like Jay said, that thing will rock your arm after a day of throwing those things, man. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was throwing a, a Depths 250, which is a 10-inch, 6-ounce uh, bait, and then the uh, KGB King Glide, which uh, with, the, with the bristle tail, it's 11 inches, and... What was that sucker? I think it's nine ounces, but I mean, on the, on the eight to 14 ounce rod, it's nothing. I mean, there's a, I finally got that rod cut down. <laughs> oh man. Where I'm comfortable. The, the, the rod handle from, from, from the thumb spike to the butt and into the butt started out at 29 inches long. And I've, I think I've taken all, a 10 a clean 10 inches off of it now so hold my arm out and it clears my chest oh jesus <laughs> dude so how long i mean i'm not familiar with the bigger heavier swim bait rods like how long are those things are they like seven six eight foot uh i've got a my smallest is a seven three my three to uh my three quarter to three is a seven eight okay uh the the one to six and the two to eight are both seven elevens, and then the biggest one, I'll have to remeasure it now after I cut it down, but it, the tip pulled it over in an eight foot ceiling, so I mean it's probably, it probably started out near nine feet, but it's probably closer to eight four now. Oh wow, dude, that's a. That's a long stick. Not gonna lie, it's all uh, it's all about that leverage. I bet, I bet. Because I mean, one, not only do you have to have power to cast the heavy bait, but when that fish hits that, you gotta have you some have backbone, right? Set that hook, move, actually move that bait. <clears throat> That's what some guys don't realize. Uh, I mean, sure, there's a video on YouTube of a guy hooking a, a full milk jug of water with a medium action ugly stick, but I bet you he can't reel that sucker in. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the full sweep of a hook set. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. He's probably missing hook sets because he's got no stiff backbone behind it, right? I mean, uh, I know... Uh, um scott our former co-host he uh he had some issues he was 
last season he was throwing some ugly sticks and he was missing hook sets because that there was just too much give in that in that rod and he was just missing fish left and right and then he switched rods and it was like he was hammering fish so and i used to be i mean gosh eight nine years ago i used to be like that too i'm like why the hell do i want to spend 150 350 bucks on a rod um when my ugly sticks gx2s serve me just as good and uh uh my my first better quality rod was a uh, lose american hero uh, okay and uh it was a six 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 medium spinning rod and i took it out uh trout fishing and i mean the first hit i got it felt like an electrical jolt to my forearm i mean the, the sensitivity was night and day sure and i was like okay there might be something to this <laughs> yeah it's funny i was uh i was up at the the madison fishing show this past weekend and uh I had some of my Elysian series rods and, you know, that was the big thing is, you know, what's the difference between this and a normal rod? And I said, well, number one, the sensitivity, you know, there's a few more eye guides in there, stuff like that. Um, the rod blank itself, um, you're, you're going to feel that bite a lot sooner and you're not going to be missing, missing fish, you know? Um, so, I mean, that was one of the big things, um, you know, that I always tell people like, uh, a custom built rod is just going to perform way better than something you get off the shelf at Cabela's most of the time. I mean, you know, obviously they got some higher end St. Croix and things like that, but, um, yeah, the TFO Magnum heavy swim bait rod, uh, it retails at 190. And I mean, I, I've probably caught, I don't know, up, upwards over 500 fish on it over, over the last um, four years, I've caught, uh, I've owned it, sure. and I mean, I, I've, I, I caught an eight pound, ten ounce largemouth out of Table Rock uh, on a S Waver two hundred, which is an eight inch uh, glide bait, and I mean that fish, when it hit, it just felt like a, a I mean, just if you took your fingertip and just tapped your elbow, I mean, just, just so light, but I. I could feel the difference in it because I mean, okay, there's trees, standing timber, and, and there's hard rock bottom. I'm like, that wasn't either. And I swung on it, the rod loaded up, and there was an almost nine pound fish on the other end. Nice. <laughs> and uh, what it had done, it, it come up behind that bait and sucked the tail in. It had the rear treble uh, up and through its uh, bottom jaw. Oh, wow. So it it wasn't it was gonna be hard pressed to get it th to throw that lure. <laughs> oh man! So but, uh, so when you're not throwing swim baits, what's uh what's some of the other techniques you like tossing? Um, I like uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, I've I've been lure fishing since I don't know eight, nine, ten years old. So I mean, at least an easy tw nearly 25 years <clears throat> i've caught them throwing anything and everything but uh as of late uh especially in the last couple of years chatterbait yeah uh, chatterbait swim jig uh 
and then just the good old like the arky jig with a uh, a craw trailer yeah. uh, a beaver in the cold water and then something flappy in it when it warms up uh whether it be a, a double tail grub or a, a pocket craw uh or even uh z-man uh turbo craw yeah it's one uh, of my faves them. man um and those, I mean, you get into some smallmouth and Tabor Rock, their uh, tooth patches are pretty aggressive. I mean, you it looks like if you've caught enough of them, it looks like you ran your thumb over some 80-grit sandpaper <laughs> all day. Yeah, I bet. D-Man stuff comes really handy. Oh, yeah. Because they take a lot of plastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one thing I love about Z-Man, you know. Uh, you know, obviously I change it up once in a while, but Z-Man, man, they'll just they'll take a beating, man, and keep on going, keep on giving back. So I, I love it, man. But uh, yeah, I'm so, uh, to- a little bit of top water, uh, but like I said, most of the time I'm, especially in the tournament stuff, um, I'm throwing a moving bait, whether it be a chatter bait, a swim jig. Uh, an underspin with a paddle tail on it. Nice. Uh, that's that's what I almost won both shoals with last year. Was uh, a five eighths ounce uh, no name underspin, and it had a uh, four inch easy gambler okay. swim bait back of it. And I mean, I, I w- where I was casting it, there was a big ledge that these smallmouth were sitting on, and I mean, I, I'd bomb a cast to it. And that I would let it sink to the bottom and then pick up the retrieve and I would let it tick the bottom. And I mean, there was several casts I made. Those fish would eat that before it hit the bottom on the end of the cast. Yeah. And so that's where braid to leader comes in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was, Oh, I may have missed those fish. Interesting. Uh, Being able to reel that down real quick and then use the whole, I think that rod's a seven three. Okay. Uh, that whole, the whole ten twelve foot of sweep to try to set that hook fifty sixty yards away. Oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. So chatterbait, swim jig, underspins, uh, jig and crawl, uh, and I do. I have employed the the bigger swim baits uh, in the tournaments. Uh, last uh, Stockton tournament, 2017, I was throwing a Livingston, uh, the six inch B Viper, which is the taller profile uh, shad bait. Okay. Uh, no weight in it was waking it on the surface, and I mean they were smashing it against the bluff bank, and I. I'd hook a fish, lose it about halfway back. I mean, I I was ha- I had a horrible day of thrown fish uh, in the tournament, but yeah. I mean, they were hitting like crazy. That's awesome. And then uh, stocking again last year, my biggest fish was on that S Waiver 200. It was a uh, almost 18 inch smallmouth, I think, uh, on a a not wind blown point because we had. I think we had 15 mile an hour sustained winds that day with, uh, up to 25 mile an hour gusts. Okay. And I, I was on the windblown side of the, this big cove to start out with. And I cut back across it and, uh, 
this one point was just almost slick calm across the top of it. That's where I ended up catching that fish. But uh, what else? That's that's kind of my go-to stuff. I mean, unless I find a concentration of fish, I'm moving, drifting, trying to cover water. Right on, right on. That's cool, and man. Then, and then rigging that the, always depends on uh, the kind of cover. Because I mean, when I say underspins, it might be a jig head, uh, or it might be like the owner flashy swimmer okay. uh, for a week application uh lake taney como uh it's got coontail in it okay and it it grows thick in the summer i mean it will mat up and throw frogs uh i got second place at that tournament 2017 i was actually it, it was almost like throwing a buzz bait i had a 4.8 kai tech on a 5 aught flashy swimmer and the mats weren't quite set up, so there was a lot of open uh, pockets okay. for the mats to be. And so, I mean, I would cast all the way across the mat and buzz that through the open holes. And I mean, the fish were blowing up through nice. the holes. Um, so, yeah, rigging always kind of depends on what kind of cover. I mean, I was throwing that on a uh, 50 pound straight braid. Oh, wow. In case, because I did catch, I caught three over eighteen inches during that tournament, and I would swing on, swing up on them, and then ski them across that mat. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So they wouldn't get their heads. Down. Yeah. Um, I think I lost one small fish. It it, it hit that bait. Is like I don't know, thirteen, fourteen incher. It jumped and then dove in that mat and it pulled off. Right. But, it wasn't going to help me anyway. So uh, what's what's your biggest bass on one of those big swim baits? Biggest largemouth is the 8-pound, 10-ouncer. Five-and-a-quarter-pound uh, smallmouth. Um, I'm really hard-pressed so far to break the 4-pound barrier with a spotted bass. Uh, okay. I've seen... I've seen bigger ones blow over my top, my big top waters and stuff, completely miss them. Sure. Uh, striped bass uh, from the bank. My biggest one is 50 pounds, four ounces. Uh, biggest kayak striper so far is a 36 even. That's crazy. Yeah, I forgot you guys got the big stripers down there, man. That's uh, that's on the bucket yeah. list for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, and you might get lucky if you come out here for that championship. <coughs> nice. Uh, if they run late. Uh, we've had them run into September before. Nice. Uh, it's a summertime bite. Uh, but yeah, both those bigger striper, that was on the 8-inch uh, Spro BBZ. Uh, looks like a rainbow trout. Uh, uh, and then a 10-pound, 12-ounce walleye. Nice. That's what that I'm that talking was, about. That was on a three-quarter ounce underspin with a 5.8 Kai Tech. Nice. Very and uh, I was going to let it go. Um, I sat. I I mean, I didn't have it out of the water. I, I clipped the stringer in it, went to the bank, uh, got measurements and stuff. Uh, a guy on a boat weighed it for me. <clears throat> and uh, I... Brought it back down to the water and sat there 
pushing it back and forth and it just never i mean for like 36 30 seconds a minute and it just never kicked huh and then i was like uh you're too good eating you're going home yeah. with me <laughs> Get you and uh so i cleaned that fish and uh it had two not one but two rainbow trout in its gut and they were both about 10 inches long a piece oh wow that's killer that's nice. That was a 29 and a half inch fish. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always so that, in, it's always interesting cutting a fish open, you know, and, and checking its gut to see what it's been eating. I know uh, me and Jay were out ice fishing a couple of weeks ago. and uh, yep. You uh, filleted that pike and it had a hot dog in its gut. Yeah, well, no, the hot dog wasn't in its gut, but Jay caught it on a hot dog. But uh, in its gut was uh, a couple of, uh, uh, like, four-inch perch, and then there was a, a small largemouth bass in its belly as well. So That doesn't prove anything. No, no, no. I, I was happy to see it was eating more perch than it was bass, but, you know, it, it, was, I mean, it was different. If the little bass was hanging out with the perch, it was it was his own fault. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was maybe you know two inches, two and a half, small, small little bass. But uh, yeah, it was what it was. But uh, yeah, so let's talk Moyak, man. So uh, what kind of dates you guys got? Where are you guys going? What's 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 the sponsors and all that good stuff? Let's let's hear about it. Oh, 2009 Moyak Fishing Series. Oh, I'm sorry, 2019. I was going to say, well, <laughs> you got a time machine? <laughs> um, 2019 Moyak Fishing Schedule. Uh, we are starting on April 6th at Lake of the Ozarks. Nice. Uh, April 20th uh, is Palm de Terre. Uh, May 11th, Table Rock. Uh, we do a Memorial Day online challenge. Um, I think think we're gonna do four days the the friday saturday sunday monday okay uh memorial day uh for that um my birthday well not exactly on my birthday but june 15th birthday's june 11th nice. uh tournament like taney como uh july 20th on stockton august 17th uh we're teaming up with the uh ozark river anglers tournament trail or okay. ORAC. uh we're gonna do a two-day tournament uh one day on a river and one day on a lake that's cool uh, that's cool because i mean we 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 got there's that river club and them guys i mean we've got plenty of, of floatable waters and uh but that not all of them come over and, and fish moyak on lakes yeah and so and uh and, and and some of my lake guys they don't fish rivers a lot so sure. it's it's either way it's going to take someone out of their element and they're still going to have to go and catch fish uh so uh, we're still ironing out official details for that tournament uh august 31st will be bull shoals lake and then uh we get about a month almost a month break and uh, September 21st to the, and 22nd is will be the Missouri State Championship. Oh, nice. Uh, alongside the KBF Central Division uh, Trail Championship. Series. Yep. 
and that will be hosted out of Indian Point Marina uh, near Branson. Okay, very cool. Literally down the street of Silver Dollar City, if you've ever heard of that. Yep, right on. Super. Uh, so for Moyak, is it like a membership thing, or they're all open tournaments? No, we uh, we kind of like to keep the money amongst the members. Uh, so you do have to be a member, okay, uh, to be a competitor. Okay. Uh, um, How much is the membership? It is twenty five bucks. No, oh, that ain't nothing. Nope. That's not, it's not too bad. So, I mean, <clears throat> and you fish, uh, for the state championship, uh, you don't have to be a Moyak member, but you do have to fish any three live events in the state of Missouri. Uh, so, I mean, you can fish, uh, the O-Rat river trail. You can fish Moyak, the, uh, camo series the uh kbf trail on i think it's mark, mark twain. twain yep and then the zingo there's the one on the zingo too uh and uh so that's that's a couple of uh, live tournament stuff that i can think of off the top of my head uh and i think there might be uh there's a charity tournament in April, the week after the Palm de Terre tournament, it's called Arc of the Ozarks. Uh, I'm thinking uh, we'll count that one too. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a it technically a tournament in Missouri, so we'll count that one too. Uh, so, uh, tournaments are going to be forty bucks a pop. Uh, we got Geico, a local office, Geico office, signed on as a title sponsor this year. Oh, very cool. Uh, they will be helping us guarantee $1,000 for first place payout, 30-plus uh, anglers at the tournament. Uh, that excludes the Memorial Day uh, challenge and the River Lake uh, challenge. I might and have then, to come down for that first one in April, man. It's like, and, man. And then it'll be a thousand by itself. Uh, that's going to be contributed to the first place payout, uh, for the Missouri state championship on top of the entry fees or whatever. And anything else. That's cool. That's cool, man. I love it. What do you guys get like per average? Like last year, what was like your average turnout per tournament? Uh, we had a little lull last year uh, with the creation of the other series. Uh, that's a complicated situation. We don't have time for. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no worries. No, so, to uh, I mean, 2015. We'll just start there. 2015, we averaged 15 to 20. Okay. Uh, 2016 bumped it a little bit from like 20 to 30, uh, 2017, we saw anywhere from 25 at like some of the real tough crappy weather tournaments to, uh, I think we had 50, 54, uh, at the classic, at the end of the year, classic tournament. Okay. And then, uh, 
<clears throat> so I mean, we've had up up nearly sixty competitors in, in a single tournament. Okay, very cool. And, uh, we're up to, I think I believe we're up to fifty seven members right now before the tournament. And I mean, there's, there's typically you'll get several sign up before the their first tournament or the first tournament of the year. Okay. Okay. So we're, we'll we're, hit 70 probably fairly easy. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where do you go? If somebody wants to sign up, uh, to be a member of Moyak, where, where should they go to check that out? Um, I mean, we're on, we, we've got the page on Facebook. We've got the group on Facebook. It's an open group. Um, and then we have the website that's got everything on it. Uh, and that's, M O Y A K Moyak fishing series, and that'll be all one word dot com. Okay, sweet, sweet. Uh, so we've got all the <coughs> we've all the sponsors. We've got the logos on the website. You can click on the logos, and it will take you to that sponsor's website. Oh, that's cool. I dig that. So, I mean, if you click on Geico, it will take you to their website. If you, uh, we got Savior on board. Oh, nice. Uh, so, if you click on Savior Outdoors logo, it'll take you there. Gator Guards, it'll take you to their website, Yak Lights, so on and so forth. Uh, and uh, another fun thing about the tournaments that we're doing this year uh, is we got the first man out. Uh, what that is is uh, Sport World Boats is going to sponsor the last competitor. Out, uh, it'll be the first guy out of the money, and they will pay their entry fee into their next tournament. That's sweet. I dig so that's that. Called, called the first man out. I dig that. Uh, so that'll be a little fun ad- addition this year, and then, and then we do like the best darn tackle box where you buy a five dollar lure. We all throw it in a box, and <clears throat> everyone who contributed gets a ticket. And at, at the weigh-in, we draw a ticket, and everyone, whoever that is, wins everything in the box. Gotcha, gotcha. That's sweet, dude. And, and then to be uh, environmentally friendly and charitable. Uh, we're going to have a bucket for hammered lures, uh, soft plastics. Yeah. The uh, recycling program. Yep. We'll That's... have a, a bucket at the weigh-ins for trash, soft plastics from the day of the tournament. No, that's awesome, man. We, we definitely, uh, appreciate you guys doing that. Cause, uh, it's funny, man. Like since, since we started talking about that and telling people about it, um, you know, the response has been awesome, and I know you you guys were one of the first ones to jump on board and offer that, and uh, I know we got KBL, Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series, uh, they're doing it. I just talked to the guys at the uh, Wisconsin chapter of uh, Heroes on the Water, they're jumping on board, um, they're going to be receiving some baits and stuff, um, I know uh, Eric had... Uh, just uh just um made a first first batch run if you guys haven't seen that you can check that out on his yep. uh instagram page 
he's already pumping out baits uh, to get shipped shipped over to the Pennsylvania chapter. So it's cool, man. It's uh, it's crazy. And if anybody's listening to this podcast and uh, make some plastic baits, Eric's looking for some help um, molding those because uh, you know just the response that we've already gotten. He knows he's going to be buried, so he's looking to see if uh, any other lure makers. Um, you know, are out there to, uh, give them a hand. So, and if you're watching the, uh, YouTube feed, Richie is, uh, just flashed all the sponsors for the Moyak series with all the dates. So be sure to check that out. I was just looking at the, uh, Facebook page. All the events are right there. Um, so that's cool, yep. man. I might dude. I'm, I'm so tempted to come down for that first one in April, like just to, I'm jonesing, man, because I think our first KBL tournament's like that weekend after, and then the weekend after that is uh, Big Hill, Kansas, but I'm still up in the air if I'm going to go out there, so. Well, it's fun. Yeah. Have <clears throat> uh, you been there before? I've never f- fished Kansas, never fished Kansas. Uh, uh, weedy. Got standing timber, uh, and there is some uh, bald gravel points. Sure. And a little, little bit of bluff on the lower end. Yeah. But there's, I mean, lots of standing timber. Yeah. No. And, and, uh, added weeds up towards the, the north end. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed uh, when I was scoping it out, doing some homework, is you know all the all the timber that's just sticking up out of the water. So that's, uh, that's, that's... I had a real good, I, I had a decent tournament there the first year I went. Uh, it would have been better if I landed fish, uh, bluegill colored swim jig, uh, bluegill square bill. And then, uh, I switched areas and it was a little dirtier and I went to a black and blue, uh, jig and a, and a craw. Sure. And I actually lost about a 20 inch fish, right? I mean, another guy was right there watching the whole thing. That fish dragged me between two or three trees and I was struggling oh, with man. that flipping stick, weaving in and out of the trees, trying to stick that rod in the water, to keep that fish from jumping. And it finally got its head up out of the water and just threw that jig about eight feet to the left. Gotta love gone. it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Nice. But yeah, there's some there's some good fish in there you just gotta find them yeah 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 Yeah, it seems like a super interesting lake that's for sure um it's definitely got me intrigued yeah we put the bones off there last year oh my gosh i think it was 18 degrees when we started out oh Oh, man (laughs) i had 14 hot hand packets on my body (laughs) yeah I went out once in January this year, and it was 20 degrees out, and that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. So, gotta love yeah. it. And the the last last year during that event was also that was a Midwest Kayak Fishing Series event. The KBF Trail on Ball Shoals was the same day, and those guys got snowed on. Oh man! Uh, if you go well, and look at Dumpin's, uh photos from that event. He uh he won big bass. He's one of my Moyak guys. He got big bass at that tournament, and you can just see snow all over, over. the deck of his FS twelve eight T. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like uh, the the Hobie guys just had that 
Chickamauga open and man the waters were raging down there seven foot it rose or something and it overnight and uh between day one and day two I mean, that's yeah. just nuts man but uh yeah what are you gonna do fish it yeah the condition yeah buddy yeah buddy <laughs> right on all right man so uh yeah we're pretty much winding down here so why don't you uh send a shout out to your sponsors where people can find you uh the moyak series once again and uh that way uh everybody knows where to come find out about big swim baits i'll uh i'll start at the top Waco <laughs> springfield uh gator guard sport world boats uh yak lights yak attack e-factor savior outdoors kgb swim baits uh robo hawk leashes hermeshin custom lures bass mogul table rock chamber of commerce squitcher hydration extreme sports and scuba ozark mountain trading company calhoun print and uh, Crocagator and Psycho Bates. Nice. And I ran into Mr. Eric Jackson a couple weeks ago, and he's going to throw us an Orion cooler. Nice. And uh, for we'll, we, we'll raffle it off uh, amongst the members, I believe. Right on. <laughs> we haven't quite decided what we'll do with it yet. Cool. Oh, that'll be slick, man. Those Orion coolers uh, are the bee's knees. Yep. Just ask Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jay uh, Jay dropped off on the call. His connection is poor. I tried adding him back in, so that's why Jay's been a little non-existent in this podcast. But uh, he said just go on and carry on without him. But uh, he's been struggling with some Internet issues. But, uh, yeah, no, man. Facebook. uh I've got a Mo Swim Bait Slinger uh, fan page. I try to put put my own stuff and share others. Uh, swim bait articles on there, uh, fishing stories. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I need to contribute it a little more, but uh, the catch of the 36-pound striper from the kayak is on there. Nice. Uh, and uh, some other smaller stripers and then night fishing trips and uh, uh, a savior uh, rods retrieval device, uh, the retrofit. Nice. I have an install video there. Uh, and then uh, I I have an Instagram uh, and it's Mo Swim B8 Slinger. So bait slinger. Nice. Uh, and then, <clears throat> yeah, Moyak Fishing Series. It's Mo uh, hyphen Yak Fishing Series on uh, well, uh, the page and the group on Facebook. Uh, and then the website's all one word, no hyphen, no caps, moyakfishingseries.com. Nice. Check it out, guys. Uh-huh. All tournaments will be held on Tourney X. Nice. And they all, all tournaments are up on there already. Nice. And are your tournaments on Saturdays or Sundays? We are on Saturdays. Okay, cool. I had fished with the Branson Bass Club in 2014, and they held Sunday tournaments. Well, 
being the buckle of the Bible Belt, um, a lot of guys find it really hard to skip church on Sunday to fish a sure. uh, tournament. So uh, uh, we we decided to hold them. They were better held on Saturdays. Cool. Yeah, no, I dig uh, it, man. We get a little gripe from, from guys that have weekend shifts. Uh, but, I mean, we have enough tournaments. Uh, we dropped the worst two. Sure. Uh, for the year points. Uh, so you can afford – I've done it for the last two years. Uh, we uh, we had originally held Palm de Terre in July, and I mean scorcher. Yeah. 90-plus degree water temp, 95-plus degree air temp, and it was always a dink fest. And uh, so we've swapped that with uh, Palm de Terre uh, – Stockton. Okay. So we'll have stock in the summer and palmy in the spring. So hopefully we'll get a little better fish results there. But I've I've chosen purposely to skip that tournament and take a zero. Sure. Uh, without it hurt me at, at the end. I I uh I I didn't have a, a rough year, but I didn't have the greatest year. I had the one uh, second place finish last year and with uh, a couple of other top 15s i think uh the end of the year tournament was my worst one actually okay uh but i ended up eighth in points nice uh, out of uh 58 anglers so okay i've been as fourth in uh 2016 are you guys a, a kbf partner then yep so you guys are sending some guys to the national championship and all that stuff yep at the end of the season yep. This year, uh, I did I, uh, qualify for it. Uh, I passed it up so that we could, uh, me and the other uh, two guys, Joshua Booth and Jeff Mellencamp, that that really is the core crew of Moyak yeah. now. Um, I can't remember if, if uh, Josh, I'm not sure if Josh is going. I think. Jeff might try to go to the national championship, but I, I purposely gave up my spot to help focus on Moyak, make it as great as we can. Sure. Uh, and not a lot of stuff. I mean, there's there's quite a few bits and pieces to take care of. Oh, yeah. Doing a tournament. I mean, I kind of, other than having sponsor merchandise in hand right now, I, I feel we've got like 80% of our work done for the year. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That way you can just focus on fishing. That's always nice. Yep. That's sweet. And uh, I'll save that this for later. But we have a we'll have a secret but yet trustworthy uh, tournament director from outside the series. Uh, we'll reveal that on the Facebook group. Okay, right on. You, you'll probably know who it is. Okay, or at least heard of him. Okay. I, I, He's had my back on social media for years, so right on, right on. So that lets that lets us fish the tournament and not have to judge them at the same time, and there be that little ridicule of favoritism or not. So nice, it kind of eliminates that. Very sweet, man. Very sweet. I dig it. All right, man. Well, <clears throat> Richie, thanks again for sitting down and chatting. We much appreciate yeah. it. And uh, for you guys out there, show notes uh, will be the address to send the used plastics 
out to get uh, melted down and remade into baits. And, uh, yeah, check out our website, paddle, the letter N, in fin.com. Or if you have a question, comment, topic, idea, feel free to reach out at paddle, the letter N, in fin, at gmail.com. You can follow all our social and all that good stuff. It's just paddle and fin. So, until next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling. Boom. Wait a second. This episode isn't over, boys and girls. Another quick announcement getting added to the agenda. Uh, Jay and I will be down in Tennessee on Douglas Lake, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's a Friday through Sunday. The main day is going to be Saturday. We want to fish with you guys. We want to get out on the water. If we get enough guys, we're thinking maybe uh, we'll do a little tournament or something, a free tournament, and uh, maybe we'll see if we can get some of our sponsors to donate some prizes and stuff as giveaways, T-shirts, things like that, and then have a little BBQ afterwards by Chef Brayon. So uh, if you guys can make it, uh, we're going to stay at Douglas Headwater Campground. It's right on the lake, down by the dam. It's in Seaverville, Tennessee, on Douglas Lake. Uh, We would love to see you guys all down there. Uh, Should be a good time, and uh, should be a good time to spend on the water. Uh, Get some lines wet after this uh, long, drawn-out winter. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, I'll have some bonafide kayaks with me. Jay will have a Jackson. So if you guys want to try out some boats, we will have them there for you to paddle around. So sorry to uh, throw you through a loop, but this is now the ending of the episode. Until next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.